Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week we're discussing WandaVision Episode 4, We Interrupt This Program. So let's get into it with the recap. Monica Rambeau, an agent of S.W.O.R.D., returns to life following the blip to find her mother, Maria, has died of cancer years prior. Three weeks later, Monica returns to work and is told by acting director Tyler Hayward that she will be referred to terrestrial missions only, as outlined by her mother before her death. She is subsequently sent to help FBI agent Jimmy Wu with a missing persons case in Westview, New Jersey. They speak to two police officers from Eastview who insist that Westview does not exist, despite the town's presence behind them. Wu explains to Monica that he cannot physically enter the town due to an unknown force. They discover a hexagonal static field surrounding the town, which Monica is pulled into. Within 24 hours, S.W.O.R.D. establishes a base around the town and sends drones to investigate. Dr. Darcy Lewis, now an astrophysicist, is asked to study the phenomena and discovers broadcast signals for the sitcom WandaVision using vintage televisions. They use these to observe the events inside the town, learning that the real residents have been cast as characters in the sitcom, and Monica has disguised herself as Geraldine. Darcy and Wu unsuccessfully attempt to use the radio to contact Wanda. Meanwhile, as Agent Franklin crawls through the sewer system into Westview, his containment suit transforms into a beekeeper outfit, and his tether detaches and turns into a jump rope. When Monica mentions Ultron, Wanda casts her out of the town. During this, Darcy and Wu discover that the broadcast is being censored. The sitcom illusion disappears and Wanda sees her husband Vision as he was when he died. Horrified, she restores the illusion. Monica wakes up at the sword base and states that Wanda is controlling everything. I love the fact that this whole episode started with the blip. There's so much to unpack. Just MCU alone. Forget just this show. Spider-Man 2 played it for laughs, but this really played it seriously, dramatically, and and really like gave me gave me the idea. It would be an amazing show just to have an anthology series of just people dealing with blip-related dramas. Just people. It doesn't have to be MCU really related. It could just be people. It's such an interesting concept. People coming back. People have died. People don't know where they are anymore. It's just an amazing, amazing way to start this episode and introduce us really to the real Monica Rambeau. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Far From Home really played it kind of for laughs and swept it under the rug. But in this episode, it was played as like chaotic and traumatic. And yeah, that's I mean, that's how it would be. Yeah, exactly. People bumping into each other, not knowing where anyone is or what's up. Like That one doctor is like, I got to call my wife. Could you have a phone? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Everyone just feels unsettled and not knowing what's happening. There was a story, I think, from Spider-Man where Aunt May was talking about, like, the other people didn't know. I lived there, but people thought I was a ghost. There's so many, I think, stories just in that, just in the blip that you could play out, not even for, like, full science fiction, just for the drama of it. And I'm really happy that this showcased the different side of it that we had seen, the real chaotic, insane side. Um, And poor Monica, you know, having to deal with that coming in like where's mom i was just with her five seconds ago sorry mom's dead and then that when we got into the lobby of sword all the news broadcasts were just all like look at this like they were reconnected after all this time and like monica's like you know i could just feel bad for her like having to walk through that hall and see all the the positive happy stories um of people reconnecting and she didn't get to because her mom died in between that time and now now we know definitively when this story takes place in relation to endgame it takes place three weeks after endgame not a lot of time not a lot of time at all like right at, i assume the funeral happened a week after so two weeks after 
the funeral, you know? You you finish watching Endgame and you jump into WandaVision. This is, I think, before Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes, it, it would be. It, it makes sense that it's so directly after Endgame because I originally Endgame was going to have a post-credits tag with Vision's dead body being picked up by Wanda. Yeah, yeah, and I really wish they had done that. I mean, not for spoilers or anything, but just because it would have allowed Paul Bettany to get some fucking credit for Endgame, and he could have been included in the end credits in some capacity or something. He deserved to be in that in that massive, beautiful call sheet. I agree. Uh, I had a I had a weird thought earlier when I was rewatching the episode. Did Thanos snapping away half the population spare the MCU from getting COVID nineteen? What if he snapped away the people who got it in the first place? So everyone is fine. Yeah. Hashtag good guy Thanos. Good work, Thanos. Kept 2020 from being a crapper. I mean, well, no, it was still terrible, probably, in the MCU <laughs> with everyone gone. I mean, who knows? I mean, so, but that's the point. That's why I want a whole series dedicated to it, because we could find out people who like who really benefited from it, who people who really had a great time. What if uh, someone's in an abusive relationship with her husband and her husband gets blipped away? You know, there's a story right there. You know, wife gets her life back. Everything's great. He comes back. What happens next? Give me a Twilight Zone-esque anthology series, please. Thank you. How do you feel about the director of S.W.O.R.D.? I like Hayward. He seems like, I'm just trying to do my job. I Maybe I shouldn't have it, whatever. I'm doing the best I can. He seems like a stand-up guy. He reminds me, he a little bit of Coulson energy. Maybe a little bit. I'm, I'm still on the fence about him. We'll see where he goes. One thing I did really like that they included, though, is that Maria Rambo helped found S.W.O.R.D., which is super cool because... It just it reminded me of Peggy Carter, like founding shield. And I just think that that's really neat. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And I, there was there was so much to unpack with this episode it, by ways of trying to understand the language. And I think we have concluded it with a lot of things we had been theorizing about the TV show, the, how people are disconnected from the world. I, I, I don't think we have any more Mephisto or any more theories we've cut out theories but we haven't like evolved any more theories you know what i mean i think this is one of those weeks where theories are kind of on hold because we're not actually getting any news story we're just kind of getting the outside perspective yeah we're all just you know catching up with our own whiteboards read <laughs> the way jimmy woo was and writing it writing all the notes down and figuring out what the fuck's going on i mean that's basically us all the fans are jimmy woo now every week oh no jimmy woo and darcy are literally us i was dying in this episode because like just jimmy with that whiteboard like all of those questions are literally things that have appeared in my notes for this podcast what's with the hexagons is vision alive why sitcoms the one thing he had under who's doing this it was like scrolls question mark which i thought was cute that's like someone from sword would have like mentioned it. oh maybe it's the scrolls like no, it's not the scrolls it's like i don't think jimmy would know about the scrolls i think i think other people talked about the scrolls to him and then uh darcy uh watching the television show she's like i'm invested <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And when they initially, like, were all looking at the broadcast, I loved what she said. She was like, I know we've had a crazy couple of years on this planet, but, like, he's dead, right? Like, not blipped. Like, dead. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, he is. He is. He's, he is dead. I find it interesting that, like, a movie like New Mutants, which was labeled as being kind of horror-inspired, is nowhere near as terrifying as Zombie Vision. This show, this show got creepy even more creepy comparatively when that thing happened like i had a jump scare zombie vision is terrifying yeah i think it finally killed my girlfriend's fantasy about this show ending in like 
a happy place for Wanda and Vision. Was she really thinking that that was going to be a happy-go-lucky good time? She hoped. That's what she wanted. That's a sweet soul. Such a sweet soul. Nope, 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 nope. This is the MCU, baby. People are going to cry. People are going to die. Your heart will be broken again and again and again. Best subtle reference of the entire episode, though, Jimmy Woo pulling out his business card using that magic trick that he got from Scott in Ant-Man. I loved it. I thought it was so clever and it was so subtle and like, well done. Yeah, that was a nice, a nice little trick. He learned it. Good for him. I'm just so proud of you, Jimmy Woo. This is just such an endearing. I saw people like talking about a meme of wanting to see a show of, of X-Files Jimmy Woo running around solving like mysteries and supernatural shit. And like, I'm just like, oh, he's, he'd be so endearing the entire time. It would be adorable. Jimmy, he's just such a funny, like, adorable character. He is. He's so wholesome. There's a wholesomeness about him. Like, even with the way he was talking about the kids, it's like, oh, you know, I kind of want some. I was thinking about getting him a little, little, little baby badge. Oh, you mean chips? Okay. He's just so sweet. Like, I feel like Darcy is the, the snarky, but even I think even Darcy catches herself trying not to be mean to someone like Jimmy Woo because I feel like she's like she's like okay I'll be nice you know like I'll, I'll try to be a more connected person Darcy and Jimmy Woo is a great team up I'm really excited for seeing how it goes and I wonder what the format of the show is going to be are we going to be turning to the sitcom format are we doing half and half and the show is going to be an hour or 40 minutes long now and we're going to split the difference up like what is going to be the flow are we going to go just a back and forth and still only have 22 minute episodes like what is up with how this is going to function yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to go back and forth or if it's going to like we're going to do a couple more episodes in sitcom and then go back to the outside again. Could be hard hard to tell with this show. Yeah, because it really does what it wants. And that's great. And that's wonderful. And it's like I, I it's hard. I can't judge it. I can't critique it. I can't do anything because everything's up in the air. Everything is literally spinning slowly and softly and time is slowing down. And the only thing that exists anymore every week is that one half an hour where I absorb new WandaVision. I mean, maybe that's, you know, an aftermath of COVID-19 lockdown pandemic shit too. But at the end of the day, it just time doesn't matter unless you're watching WandaVision. It's literally the only thing I look forward to most weeks. Yeah, there we are. Here we are. Thank you, Disney Plus. When are we getting fucking Black Widow? When are we getting Black Widow? We need we need more of this. No one knows, man. So uh, Darcy got her doctorate in astrophysics. She did. So proud of her. No longer an intern. Now she really works here. And she also, I mean, she switched her major because she was actually a political science major. Yep. She was political science. She was just doing the intern as a thing. But she had enough experience with all the astrophysics quantum shit from the convergence. I bet that she was like, all right, I got my doctorate. That was that was easy. Fine. People are going to get me coffee now. No, they won't. Some say she's still waiting for it to this day. <laughs> this is how the show ends. It's just Darcy finally gets her cup of coffee. I mean, Vision's dead. The world's probably destroyed and splintered into a multiverse of madness, but Darcy gets her coffee. And that should be something we can celebrate. That'll be the happy ending your girlfriend can have. That's all you're going to get. So they mention high amounts of cosmic microwave background radiation. So we're thinking this we're thinking this is obviously Infinity Stone chaos magic energy. Yeah, I mean, that's why I, I keep going back to like every time I talk about the show, I'm like, I really think she's using the Infinity Stone powers like in some capacity, like these cosmic energy forces are at work in everything that she's doing. So something is amplifying it. She's she's using the universe, you know, like one of the theories that came up with 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 uh with sword was like oh she, the universe made a show you know starring two avengers I'm like yeah that's the working theory 
But that kind of is what it is. Like the universe is doing this. There's some heavy power afoot with it all. I mean, for, to be able to like kidnap all the people in the town, to create that field, to do all that shit, like there's a lot of power. So I'm, I'm still thinking Infinity Stones. I think the Hexacons is a representation of the Infinity Stones. And I need another commercial in order to prove it. But like we got three commercials and each one could represent an Infinity Stone. I still think they're just representing like things that have happened to one. Hydra Soap had a cube. I mean, it could mean both. You have the time stone, you have the space stone, you have the you have the reality stone. That's that's what I got from that, from the first three. Could be a thing, could be a thing. That line though, so the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Ah, maybe maybe the best line. Yeah, and it's so fucking meta because that's exactly how we we would say it. Oh no, I've yeah, like I've said that. I've had to describe the show that way to people. Like, yeah, it's kind of a sitcom sort of show within a show. Starring two Avengers. I do love that they are like the audience surrogates. I just, I find that hilarious. It, it works so beautifully for what the show is, is this meta construct uh, love letter critique of the sitcom reality while still expanding the MCU for, to show off Wanda's trauma and for what she's willing to, to do in order to get, to deal with and process that trauma. Um, what kind of vulnerabilities she has. Because whether she becomes the antagonist and 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 multiverse of madness which i still think is 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 a huge possibility but you know it's it's such a possibility that they may not do it and it may be a red herring or she is under some other force of control or a deal has been made um i had a friend of mine who i got into a debate with who was like it can't be hydra there's no way it would be hydra she would never she's an avenger she would never go to hydra i'm like i don't know it's like she doesn't hate hydra the way everyone else hates hydra She's been she was kind of an Avenger post Hydra being a big problem. So she didn't really get to hate them as much as and if anything, I mean, she, she was created by Hydra. You know, I'm not saying she loves them, but I don't think she if if a Hydra agent said we got the tech to bring back your boyfriend she, and she's dealing with this in this vulnerable way. I don't think she'd say no. I, I don't think so. I think Hydra is still an option. I think aim is off the table. I don't think it's aim at all. I think that's gone. I don't personally think Hydra or AIM is on the table, but there's a lot of red herrings. There's a lot of misleading kind of like throw off the scent to the end game of this TV series. Yeah. I mean, are they clues or are they or are they references? And that and I think I said that a few weeks ago. It's, it's hard to tell what is what in this show. Like, is it just a meta reference? Is it a reference to reference something else? Or is it a clue? You know, like Blue Soap. Because even 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 the guys making the show were interviewed and that was mentioned, and the guy was like, "Change the topic. We can't talk about it." Like he didn't he didn't say, "Ha ha! Oh, that was cute. It was just a fun reference." He didn't. He said, "We're going to change the topic. We can't talk about this. Move on. Let's talk about the weather." I'm like, "All right, that that that's a reaction. That's not. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's cute. Yeah, we just threw that again. It's a gag. I mean, if it was a gag, you just say it was a gag." If someone denies anything, having to want to talk about it, there's something going on there. Who do we think the missing person is? The original missing person that Jimmy Woo was looking for, or does it even matter? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. I feel like it does matter because it. Why would they bring it up? It didn't have to be a thing. They could have found another way to write Jimmy Woo into into figuring it out. I, my theory is that it's Agnes, and because if he's dealing with like powered individuals who might be involved with some troubling shit, I think. Agnes is one of those people. She might have been, you know, Agatha Harkness and then changed her name to Agnes trying to like live a normal life. And here you are. 
So whether Agnes is part of it intentionally or went here, you know, and that's why this is here and she's the one who made the deal, who fucking knows? That's still up there. But my 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 instinct says it's Agnes. We still don't know what the fuck's going on with Dottie, though. And speaking of Agnes, on the wall of missing people slash cast, they did not figure out who Agnes was. Yeah, she well, she has a she has a sheet, but she does not have a, a driver's license. So she's not been identified. Yeah, she's not been identified, which makes me lead even more like, okay, then that could be the missing person. That could be that. Because that information might not be available um in public records. But then I feel like Wu would know because that's his job and that's who he's looking for. Yeah, actually her being on the wall but not having been identified already, I kind of wonder if that kind of disqualifies her from being the missing person. Because I mean he would know who that person is. And there would already be a rap sheet in there. So So maybe maybe it's not her you're right, maybe it is Dottie. Or someone completely different that we have no idea about. Or but it's not the it's not the the regular scheduled reoccurring characters. Did you think it was really interesting the whole selective amnesia angle? Because I I did not expect that. It, it reminded me of a of a of a Doctor Who perception filter. It reminded me of that. I, I loved it. I thought it was an awesome an awesome trick, and I loved the way we like showed like yeah. Let me show you something. Where's Westview? I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't really exist. And she's just like, but where are you guys from? Eastview. Ah, okay. Okay, we're going to be over here again. Also, on the sign for Westview behind them, the motto for Westview is home. It's where you make it. So another meta reference to the to the show and to Wanda literally making a home. I mean, there's so many there's so many great ways to look at Westview, the western view of the world, thus, you know, critiquing and analyzing the sitcom tropes as a template in itself. You know, she's from the east and the western world is something that she doesn't like. Um, at least deep inside, because there was a lot of blaming on that and Stark for for what her lot in life was in Sokovia. This it just the, it's perfect. What they did there is it was a perfect jumble of hints and 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 little nods and winks and clever ways of saying so much. It's fucking amazing. And it's in fucking Jersey. Who wants to go to Jersey? Why would anyone build a? I mean, I guess that's why you'd build a world there because it's in Jersey and no one will really investigate because who really cares about jersey except jimmy woo do we think that this show is going to link to ms marvel since ms marvel is a character also based in jersey i think this show is potentially able to link to a lot of separate projects i think monica rambo is coming back obviously for 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 captain marvel 2 and that'll be a def- definitive link who do we think is censoring the broadcasts that's wanda wanda is censoring the broadcasts that that's been cleared up, I think, for me. Um, she's been rewinding and she's selecting what stuff goes on um, where they don't think they were successful with the radio broadcast because they didn't see it. They didn't see that part. She probably rewound that. She does not want people to see this times when people are having a bad time or questioning the world. So she keeps editing and erasing that stuff out. So we, the audience, not sword the audience, we know more than sword does yeah at the at the end of the episode monica seems to be pretty damn sure that wanda is completely controlling everything i still have a bit of doubt on that but i do think that it started out that way and she has way more control on it, but she seems to keep like losing herself in it yeah well i think that's the, that's where the red stuff comes out because i think that's the red is wh- what brings her out of it um and i think it's a spell that she put on herself too i think she's in control of everything but we don't know who's in control of Wanda or who's influencing Wanda. 
So it's 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 kind of a yes, but it could be more to it. I think Wanda's in complete control, but we don't know who has access to Wanda. Well, I don't think it was just Wanda wandering into a town and saying, this is where I'm going to do it. Be that an Agnes or a Mephisto. Whatever, whatever, Nightmare, uh, whatever the new, I think there's like 10 different theories. The Wonder Man thing. There's so much. There's so many different theories wandering around. Uh, thank you, Disney Plus, for making us all into our own MCU QAnon conspiracy theory crazies. Thank you. Because I needed that. Would you say that there are a lot of theories wandering around? I'm gonna go. I'm just. I'm just gonna go. Yeah. This was nice. I'm glad we did this. It was a good run. But yeah. But I, I think I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> that aspect ratio, though, the change when it went back to the scene, and I'm glad that they went back to that scene. Like I think it was very effective last week when we cut away and it was kind of creepy. But I'm very glad that we got to see you know Monica Rambo getting hadokened out of Westview. Yeah, I mean, just the, the, to see the perspective from the other side, I think really added um, even more un, un, unnerving elements to it. Uh, obviously, and then we keep on going, and they switch the thing again, and it's it's zombie vision, and it's all that creepy vibe, and we see, and that's why I think Wanda is in control, but she herself, in order to kind of fully get control again, there's like layers to it. She's controlling it, but sometimes she forgets that she's not in that world, and I think that's the thing, or she get loses herself too much in the world that she forgets to keep control over it. And there's some things that are distracting or overwhelm her, like when she was having the baby. Like so, something I it's she's in control, but something else is in control of her. I think that's that's just how I'm going to leave it. It it makes gives the most room for maneuvering later. Speaking of dead vision, did you catch the ending music choice for the episode? What the Jimi Hendrix song? Yeah, the song that they used for the credits this time around was Voodoo Child from Jimi Hendrix. And the lyrics that play over the ending theme are, if I don't meet you no more in this world, then I'll meet you in the next one. I'm a voodoo child. So it's not looking great for Vision. No, he's 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 dead. Like that's as soon as it happened, like if he's a reanimated corpse, then that's that's what's walking around and the and the illusion and the simulation is is her life breathing life into it you know maybe she redid the mind stone and she has it and that's what she's using in order to 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 make him alive again but it's all just a simulation and it's all just silencio no i banda unfortunately it does seem like there are strings on vision He's a puppet. He's a voodoo child. He is just a doll. And I think that makes it way creepier because, <laughs> but it's. That Wanda is literally animating his dead body and making this fake world with it. Yeah, it's. It's really sad. <laughs> and you know, like you look at Wanda and everything that she'd been through since Age of Ultron, you know, and I recently, because of this, thank you, Disney Plus, you know what you're doing. Great job. Um, I, I've rewatched Avengers. I rewatched uh, Age of Ultron. I rewatched Civil War. I rewatched Infinity War. I rewatched Endgame. I rewatched Spider-Man 2. All in order to get a little, little more familiar again with all the elements involved with all this. And she, end of Age of Ultron, she lost her brother. She lost Pietro. She never really processed that grief. And I think when, when Vision happened, it was like, all right, she seems cool. She seems fine. Talking with Hawkeye at the lake. But I think 15 seconds after, I, I don't think she's fine. Not so much. So I know we've we've speculated on this a bit, um, whether it's actual vision or a construct of vision. But I think I've kind of settled on vision being Wanda's subconscious. I think that vision is the part of herself that she's trying to lie to. 
I, I don't think so. Do you think that it's actually Vision? I think it's actual Vision because he is too much removed from her sometimes. Like, yes, he's subservient to her when she makes that connection and wants to rewind him or whatever. But that's the same stuff she's done with everybody. She could do it with anybody. But he is separate enough from her that I think he is his own person. And that's why I think the Mind Stone is involved. It's almost like remote, like a remote brain. She's giving him life through the Mind Stone, maybe. And he is a walking voodoo, voodoo child wandering around like Weekend at Bernie's. But he is alive in this kind of weird connective bot state, even though he already was a bot, but that's why it works. She's breathing life into him like a golem. Very much. Yes, exactly. Like there is like a spell happening between her and the Mind Stone. That's, if she disconnected it, then he would be just a body, a corpse walking around and then would just fall. Well, not walking around. Not walking around anymore. He would just be like, oh, that's right. I'm dead. I did think it was really, really quite sad at the end of the episode where he says, we don't have to stay here. We can go wherever we want. And she's like, no, we can't. Yeah. And that's why I think like there, there's something, but we still don't know anything. <laughs> we've just caught her up and the only thing that we've i feel like i know more of it was like monica rambo's intro was awesome darcy is epic jimmy Woo is adorable vision is dead can we just talk about how exciting it is that three marvel side characters from three different marvel movies teamed up in this episode i know it's so great it's just the power of marvel right there it feels like a universe it all feels connected great fucking job my hat goes down to to the producers they know what the fuck they're doing they released character posters for darcy and woo and maybe in the woo one but especially in the darcy one you can tell she's wearing something that's kind of dated and vintage so i wonder if we're gonna get darcy like inside westview oh are we sending her in that'd be cool that'd be awesome and the only other thing i have in my notes do you think that tony stork is dead because Wanda blasted Rambo through that wall, like through the nursery. Do we think that like... Oh, that poor Stork. I know. Tony Stork is dead because Tony Stork already did its job. Tony Stork no longer exists because it brought the two kids. Well, I hope he returned to his home planet. Yeah, I'm, 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 maybe that's a possibility or he just doesn't exist anymore. Snap, goodbye. All right, so make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at InfinityCast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.